Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rock Squad Podcast, your destination for the latest in rock music news, reviews, and discussion. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Nick Chino. I'm joined by my co-host and bandmate. It's Dave Marini. What's up, Dave? Hey, Nick. How's it going, man? Hey, everybody. Before we get started today, make sure you drop down to the bottom of this video. You hit subscribe to our channel. You like the video. You comment on the video. If you want to find out more about this, you can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me on Facebook, Red Coast Records. You can follow Nick on Instagram. Nick, my friend, how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing okay. Yeah, I'm hanging in there. It's summertime. Good night for a, for a walk. Went out with the dog tonight before the show. So that was good times. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I was, I, was all, uh, I was in the backyard working on the deck all day. So I have, I'm a little congested. I have a little bit of the, the uh, you know, the allergies kicking in this, uh, this time, but, uh, yeah, lots of stuff going on eh, in the world of rock and roll. Yeah. So let's give the folks a rundown of how we do the, uh, the rock squad podcast. We'll get to a headline topic coming up a little bit later on in the show. We'll be talking about the 30th anniversary of Metallica's black album and their new blacklist record, which is going to include 53, uh, different artists covering songs from the black album, including some of our favorite artists. So we'll be talking about that coming up on uh, tonight's headliner topic. And then we'll be doing some opening act topics, talking about uh, some like latest rock music news, uh, stuff that's hit the, uh, hit the interwebs, including a white stripes, white blood cells, 20th anniversary edition, Foo Fighters, rock Madison square garden, the jam with Dave Chappelle and uh, rivers Cuomo teams up with, uh, with Frazier to do a new uh, soundtrack. But first let's get to this week's sound check uh a review coming out this week that we're going to be doing on the channel for for the rock album review is going to be the new eve six ep called grim value now dave i'm a big eve six fan you know when they first came out in the late 90s early 2000s i liked them okay i wasn't huge into them but over the last couple of years i've really gotten into uh to eve six and even though they're they're well known for being a 90s rock band um, they are still active as a band. They've had a couple of different member changes. They've had a couple of different hiatuses over the years, um, but they're, they're still going strong. Uh, Max Collins from Eve 6 has made a little bit of a return, a comeback on Twitter and made headlines with some of the stuff um, that he's been, been tweeting out. So over the last couple of years, I've become an even bigger Eve 6 fan. What's, what's your read on Eve 6? Are you a fan of these guys? Yeah, I, I'm a I'm a huge Eve Six fan, man. I was I was really big into their first record or their first commercial record with Inside Out and uh, Leech, and I think it's called Leech. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh yeah, I, you know, through the years, I, I haven't followed quite as closely as you have through the years. But uh, they were actually one of the bands, like one of the last bands I remember waiting at at a cassette player to like hit to to unpause when their song came on the radio. They're like. But I remember doing it. That's the last band I remember doing it. And it was for the single <laughs> Inside Out. Yeah, that's a great song. Great single. Yeah, their, their last record actually came out in 2012. It's called um, Speak and Code. That was a good, good record. Yeah. And this one... They released a couple of singles before before the record came out, including a song called Black Nova, which was okay. There's also another funny song. It's kind of, I don't know if it's supposed to be tongue in cheek. I imagine it is, but it's called Can We Combine? Um, yeah. So it's a, it's a sex song, I imagine. That's pretty much what they're talking about. Like, can we combine? Yeah, yeah, uh, it, yeah it's, it's a good track. It's interesting. So looking forward <laughs> to checking out the full EP and that's coming out this Friday, the new release from Eve 6. Um, called uh, Grim Value. I know they, you know, a lot of people are like Eve Six are still a band. 
Yes, they are still a band and they got a new EP coming out. I uh, also want to remind everybody to go to Spotify and check out our Tracks of the Week playlist. Every week, Dave and I make our recommendations of our favorite rock tracks, whether they be new tracks or maybe some old stuff that we've been re-listening to uh, over the last little while. So make sure you subscribe to that on uh, Spotify right now. Last week, we added some of our uh, favorite summer rock uh, songs. We added some uh, Offspring. That's what Dave's picks uh, were for last week, Offspring. We added some Lit in there. Um, a whole bunch of stuff. So make sure you check out our, our Spotify playlist tracks of the week right now uh, for, for rock squad. And uh, lastly, for this week's sound check, just a little bit of news that broke um, before we, we started recording the show. We don't want to get too deep into this, but uh, Mark Hoppus, uh, bass player and singer for Blink-182 announced that uh, he has cancer. Um, he tweeted or he did an Instagram post where he was, I guess, in some sort of radiation or chemotherapy. Uh, he deleted it. Not long after that, but then confirmed through his management that he is uh, going through treatment for right now for cancer. And he's hoping that, you know, fingers crossed, everything goes, goes well and he can get out and start playing again and go to concerts. So, uh, yeah, we just want to send our, our well wishes and our love out to uh, Mark Hoppus and, uh, and the Blink-182 family. So we're, we're thinking of him here at the Rock Squad podcast. Yeah, yeah man, that's, uh, that's, that's some scary shit, you know? Yeah. So hopefully uh, they can, uh, they got it early and hopefully uh, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And uh, he's pretty, he's a pretty open guy. So I'm sure he'll keep everybody updated on uh, yeah, how things sure. are going. Definitely. So we're sending our well, which is out to Mark Hoppus. All right, let's get to our opening act topics for this week's rock squad podcast. The first one is that rivers Cuomo teams up with Kelsey Grammer for uh, a new soundtrack for a new movie called the space between uh, the Weezer frontman and Frazier himself, you know, uh, tossed salad and scrambled eggs. have collaborated on the soundtrack, this new film. Uh, I guess Kelsey Grammer plays, I haven't seen the movie, but he plays a washed up rock star in this movie. So it's appropriate that Rivers Cuomo would come on board and, and write some songs for him. And uh, the songs are all written by Rivers, as far as I can tell. The, the full soundtrack is, uh, is out now. Uh, includes a, a guest spot from AWOL Nation. Dave, one of your picks for uh, for the Rock Squad tracks of the week a couple of weeks ago, that uh, Pacific Coast Highway in the movies, which was another AWOL Nation and uh, Rivers Cuomo collaboration. So he's on this one. Uh, been a busy year for, for Rivers and Weezer. I know we talk a lot about Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters being busy in 2021, but we're, we, you know, with Weezer, we got this new soundtrack. We already got OK Human van weezer they did a song for the spongebob soundtrack that was really cool they did a song for a video game called wave break uh rivers cuomo is keeping very busy this year yeah publishing is not <laughs> not their week too that's oh yeah for sure uh, they're in, they're in everything man like even going back to the the video games like Guitar hero and stuff yeah they really made their uh their mark with a lot of new fans and stuff with those with those opportunities and uh Hey man, I, I love I love Kelsey Grammer. I think Kelsey Grammer is great. I don't know how he is gonna. I'm guessing the rock star is gonna be kind of like a meatloaf type character, <laughs> but uh, that's how that's how I see it. Yeah, I don't see it for sure it any other way. But uh, I think it, I think it's cool that Rivers isn't like scared or like turned off of doing interesting things or things he thinks that might be interesting. And uh, whether it's good or not, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, yeah. I do like Frazier, man. 
Yeah. Well, you know, he, we, he's known for singing. Uh, Kelsey Grammer's always had a great okay. singing voice. He sings a lot on Frasier. He sang a lot as Sideshow Bob on the, the Simpsons. I was actually listening to the soundtrack before we started recording and it's solid. It's really good. It's, it's very poppy. It's very rivers. You can hear, there's a couple of demos on there of him doing some of the songs from the movie that Kelsey Grammer sings. So you can see how he went about uh, writing cool. the songs, but yeah, Rivers Cuomo is a real songwriter. He writes uh, songs for a living, whether that be for Weezer, or whether you know, it be the multiple collaborations that he does with, you know, AWOL Nation or Steve Aoki or Bob or any of the multiple artists that he collaborates with. Is that he likes to get out there and do different things. And uh, this thing has Rivers all over it, even though it's Kelsey Grammer, even though it's Frazier singing these songs. Uh, it's Rivers. Uh, to the bone. So I really enjoyed it. And as songwriters ourselves, I think we always enjoy when we see songwriters releasing a lot of music, writing a lot of music, doing all these different projects. It's very inspirational. Yeah, it's awesome, man. What's <laughs> what's the uh, what's the last song on the record? This uh, the Ballad of Diane, or like <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I love Kelsey Grammer, man. I think it's cool. I think anything yeah. that uh, Rivers, you know, and he's got that formula, the songwriting formula too, where it's, you know, it's more mathematics than it is melody or whatever. He's got something. I, I would love to talk to him one day about what that is. But yeah, uh, yeah man, it's cool. I, I like it when people step outside the box. It's something that you would think they would be uncomfortable, especially somebody like Rivers, who's, who's for the majority of his career has seemed kind of standoffish and, uh, you know, so it's, it's, it's cool to me that now, almost 50 years old, he's like, you know, all right, let's open the let's open the doors. Let's do this, you know. Right. And well, recently, I think we've talked about this on the show before. He started up his own website where he released uh, mounds and mounds of uh, unreleased Weezer demos, the stuff that he's done over the years for all the different eras. So he, he grouped them all together. So here's all the green album stuff. Here's all the white album stuff. Uh, here's all the black and it's there's a lot of it there's some of these archives have hundreds of tracks where the songs are in different uh variations and different uh stages of development so it's really cool to see how he puts that all together um and yeah, yeah awesome. he's, he, and <laughs> he has shed a little bit of light on how he writes his songs and some people have criticized him because he's mentioned that he has spreadsheets um, of song ideas that he's cataloged over the years that he goes to um, and has information not just about what the song is but also the, the BPM or the lyric or uh, the key of the song so that when he's writing he just goes back to the spreadsheet and he can easily pull up ideas that he's had over the years and it is a very technical way of writing it may not seem to be the most uh, natural but or organic but it is a really cool way of writing songs and uh, obviously it's resulted in a lot of prolific songwriting from rivers. So I can't really complain because the quality of the songs is still great. He's experimenting, he's doing different things and uh, I still find it super enjoyable. Yeah. I've, I've actually started to catalog a little bit more too, like yeah, um, for song, like songwritings for our band fools union. Yeah. Um, when going through demos and stuff like that, I've been kind of breaking them up into like, you know, heavy rock songs or mm -hmm. pop songs or, more acoustic or more electric, you know, what, yeah. whatever it may be. So I, I kind of get it. And it's funny because I kind of was doing detailed notes the other day about yeah. the genre and the vibe or what, what was missing in, in the groupings of the songs. So yeah, he seems to have a formula that works and his songwriting to me is, is getting better and better. 
even though some people have a hang up with the blue album and Pinkerton. But for, for me, I can see the progression and see that it's getting stronger and stronger. And the guy knows how to write a hook. What can I say? 100%. Yeah, for sure. And this, uh, this new soundtrack is cool. So if you haven't checked it out, it's called the space between rivers, Frazier. It's pretty cool. It's worth listening to. All right, let's get to our next opening act topic on the rock squad podcast this week. And that is the Foo fighters rock Madison square garden in New York city with Dave Chappelle. They brought the rock back uh, this past weekend, their first big, well, they did a couple of shows in California, but their first big post COVID comeback show uh, at the Garden in New York, the band played to a fully vaccinated crowd, rocked all their hits, uh, and delivered a few surprises as well. They uh, did a cover of Radiohead's "Creep" with their comedian buddy Dave Chappelle. They didn't; they were the musical guests when Dave Chappelle hosted SNL the last time. Uh, so they joined him on stage for that song. Uh, you can find the the footage of it online. You know, Dave, I was I was looking at this stuff, the set list, and just the fact that they were actually out there playing a show, and it was just. So awesome to see uh, the Foo Fighters back. It feels like things are starting to get back to normal. I know, you know, the state of the pandemic is in different phases and stages, depending on where you are in the world. But, uh, you know, as seeing that they were really bad shape in New York City last year during the pandemic, it's really cool to see that they they came back. And just the the idea that they, they played to a fully uh, vaccinated, but like capacity crowd. This wasn't uh, this wasn't a show where they limited the capacity. Everybody was there. Uh, they were vaccinated. We won't get into the politics of that. So that was fine. There were certain protests about that. But then, you know, Dave Chappelle gets up on stage and sings with them. He doesn't have the greatest uh, singing voice from what you can tell in this video online. But uh, a solid set list, too, for this show. They did Times Like These to open the show, which was, you know, a very appropriate song for that. And then they, they dedicated... Uh, uh, the show to their longtime stage manager, Andy Pollard, who, di- who died a, a couple of days before the show. But uh, just great to see the Foo Fighters back out there. It feels like things are starting to move in the right direction. We've been talking about this a lot on the show over the last couple of weeks, but uh, this was cool. I, li- I like to see the Foo Fighters back. It's back. Yes. Everything's happening. Everything's happening. It's great. It's great. I'm super excited, man. I wish I was, I wish I was there. I love Dave Chappelle. I would have loved to help him sing creep in the, in the audience there, but uh, yeah, it's very promising, man. Like, you know, things are slowly opening up in Canada too. So we're watching it slowly happen. It's a little slower than the States, but you know, if you're watching sports from the States or you're watching sports from around the world right now, it seems to, we seem to have gotten over this last little bump. So hopefully by, by the fall, by winter, everything's back up and then, Next year, everything is at full force. I'm already buying tickets. I'm already buying tickets for 2022. <laughs> so, you know, I, yeah. I, I think it's there, you know. Um, yeah, and the more people get vaccinated, the, you know, the quicker this is going to go. Mm-hmm. I think that, uh, you know, all the, all the doubters out there, now that the numbers are going down, everybody's feeling pretty good. Things are starting to open up. People can get on with their lives. And yeah, I'm excited, man. I hope uh, this is the first concert of many at Madison Square Garden. And I hope that the Foo Fighters come here soon. Yeah, for sure. Well, they were supposed to come to Hamilton, our hometown here, uh, for the van tour last year. Uh, They're going to be coming to the first Ontario Center. And then that show got canceled. Rage Against the Machine was coming here as well. And then that got canceled. So yeah, depending on what the situation here is in Canada is, they can 
they can come back whenever they want because we are desperately in need of uh, in need of rock. The thing is, it's weird when you think about it, you know, for our entire lives up until last year, we went to concerts all the time, whether that be seated concerts or concerts where you're in a sweaty pit, uh, you know, next to people that you don't even know. It's so bizarre to think about that now that you'd be in a large crowd with a bunch of strangers without masks, without social distancing. Um, but the notion is starting to come back to me. You know, I am starting to think about it. It's like, yes, we, we used to have lives. We did used to do these things. We yeah. used to go to concerts. We used to go see bands play. We used to have beer and, and smoke joints with people that we don't even know. And having yep. this communal experience, you, you realize, yeah, you're not going to be best friends with everybody that you see at a concert. A lot of times, maybe you're annoyed like me. I tend to get annoyed with people at concerts, but I'm like, man, what I wouldn't give to be annoyed at people again, you know, like I would love to be at a show and just feel that again. Yeah, man, I I'm super excited. Like the, just getting things back to normal and the thought of standing shoulder to shoulder with someone with the goal of entertaining yourselves, watching somebody create music. I can't wait. Like it's, you know, it's been too long, even rehearsals with the band and, and writing with the band, everything's yeah. been stopped. So, you know, my, our only outlet right now is us talking on online. So yeah. we're like, you know, we're super eager to get at it. And uh, we miss, we miss playing shows and we miss going to shows. So yeah, I hope that this is the, the, the first of many great things. Um, I just bought tickets. I bought tickets to go see mother, mother. That was cool. the, yeah, so Mother Mother, I got Rage tickets. I got a whole bunch. Uh, Dave, I went to go get David Copperfield tickets, you know, the magician. Yeah. When I went to get the tickets, gone. Gone. <laughs> Just yeah. like that. Magic. Illusion. Yeah. Sold out like that. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't have any, uh, I don't have any concert tickets booked, but next time any band, you know, Biffy comes back or Don Broco comes back, <laughs> Noel Gallagher comes back, any of those, Royal Blood, anything. If they come, I'm going uh, because it's been a while. The last show we saw, the last show I saw was Don Broco in Toronto. So uh, it's been a while. Much yeah, mine was Said the Whale. We figured it out the other day. I saw yeah. Said the Whale in Hamilton uh, like nice. a week Casbah? after we went to Don Broco at the Casbah. Cool. Nice. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I can't wait to get back out there, man. There's so, you know, our, our band was doing some cool things before everything slowed down, too. So it's it, it's been super frustrating as, as musicians and yeah. uh you know we just can't wait for things to open up and everybody get back to normal 100 all right let's get to our last opening act topic on this week's rock squad podcast and that is the white stripes have announced white blood cells 20th anniversary edition uh it's going to be a digital only release uh it's going to be the the celebration of their breakthrough record uh, that came out uh came out in 2001 it's hard to believe it's been that long it makes me feel Whoa. very old uh it's going to feature a remastered version of the album as well as a live performance from the band the, the full album uh performed at the gold dollar in detroit also from uh from 2001 it's going to come out this friday june the 25th and uh dave i know that this might be a controversial opinion people might hate me for this but i don't like jack white at all really uh, as a musician or a songwriter, I have never been a fan. I do like some White Stripes song. I like, you know, some of the songs from White Blood Cells, you know, a bunch of the songs they released afterwards, like Icky Thump or uh, or anything like that. I do like some of their songs, but there's just something about Jack White's music 
just never really appealed to me. And I know that's not a popular opinion. I just remember when I first heard, uh, you know, like fell in love with a girl on the radio in 2001, just not really being into it at all. I, to be honest, I was very resistant to indie rock of any kind at the time. Uh, you, you probably attest to this back in the day, 2002, 2003, if it wasn't Smashing Pumpkins or Foo Fighters or anything like that, uh, back in back in the at the time, I didn't go for it. But I, I'm a little bit more into it now. But I still there's something about Jack White and his songwriting and his aesthetic and his whole thing that I've never really connected with. Whether that be the White Stripes or the Dead Weather or solo stuff or anything, there's just something about it that I feel like White Stripes and Jack White are overrated. I'm gonna put it out there. People are gonna hate me. I'm gonna get it in the comments, Dave. I'm putting it out there. Maybe you're not as severe as me when it comes to Jack White. You know, I could sit here and be the devil's advocate. Be like, I love Jack White. <laughs> Jack White. But uh, I, I'm almost in the same boat as you. There are, uh, I, I don't I don't dislike them quite as much as you do. Like hey, that's, it's, it's I, a little bit, it's a little I, much. Okay, but yeah. uh, no, no, no. I just, I'm kind of in the same boat. They never sparked my fancy off the hop. I remember when they really broke. Um, I was more into bands like The Hives and stuff when, the, when yeah. that band came out. I like it wasn't that that era of rock went past me. I was just into uh, uh, you know the Mooney Suzuki and the Hives and like those kind of bands more than uh, more than the White Stripes and stuff. But that being said, uh, there are a few singles that I that I do like. There were a few singles off of uh, Jack White's uh, so, uh, solo records that I do like. So it's not that it's completely like, you know, I'm not a completely against them. I'm not like you. I'm not picking in shows, but, uh, I'm Jack, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Jack. but, uh, I, I never really, I never really jumped on the hype, but, yeah. uh, he's made, he's made a, a really good go of being him. So yeah. good for him. <laughs> I was wrong about it, but, uh, but yeah, I get, I, I can enjoy, I would enjoy a, a white stripe show. I probably won't, listen to the 20th anniversary but if you're one of those people that do like that by all means this is all for you 100 for you and you'll yeah. enjoy it yeah, yeah for sure i know you know what like it is a classic album i guess as far as classic albums go uh for for like 2000s indie rock it was a seminal release you think about that time yeah white stripes strokes uh yeah the hives everything was a the back then for for most bands uh yeah so i'm not into it yeah with jack white i've just never really connected with him or his music it's uh it's nothing personal i'm sure he's uh he's gonna be just fine without our uh yeah he'll be without, okay without us listening to this white blood cells thing but uh, it's still exciting so if you are a white stripes fan uh that deluxe edition of white blood cells is gonna drop this friday June 25th. All right, let's get to our headliner topic of this week's Rock Squad podcast. And this is actually very exciting. This wasn't something that I expected to be announced this week, but Metallica have announced the 30th anniversary of the Black Album, along with a companion album called uh, The Blacklist that is going to feature Biffy Clyro, Weezer, and more. It's actually going to feature 53 different artists and bands covering their favorite songs. Oh from the Black Album. All the profits from the from the sale of the Blacklist are going to go to Metallica's charitable foundation called All Within My Hands. Um, and Dave, this list of bands is uh, is right up our alley when you look at this thing. You know, when you think about the bands we've talked about on the show so far, Weezer, 
Biffy Clyro, Royal Blood, Pup, a great Canadian punk rock band, Corey Taylor from Slipknot, of course, and uh, and many more. Both the remastered album and the blacklist are going to come out on uh, September the 10th. And uh, I was just thinking, what do you think about the Black Album 30 years later? Let's talk about that. But also, what do you think of the lineup on this uh, on this new Blacklist album? I think everything they're doing is really cool. I think, uh, yeah, like you, you have to look back at the Black Album. Like you can't can't miss a 30 year anniversary. Um, there's, you know, I'm sure there'll be more about it too. Um, there was so much footage, like video footage with Bob Rock when they were recording that record. And yeah, uh, yeah, and, yeah like I, I'm really into it. I like, I love all those bands you just mentioned. So uh, hearing them do uh, takes on Black Album songs or, or Metallica songs or whatever it's going to be um, is super cool. I'm, I'm really into it. You know, Metallica is one of those bands I haven't always been really into. Um, it's, I've had my, you know, through the whole Napster thing and like, you know, we weren't, we weren't, uh, born in the time where you had to like Metallica. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like you had to like it. You had to kind of discover Metallica if you were born in like the mid to late eighties, because then you were like 10 in the mid nineties. Right. So the older I've gotten, the more I've learned, uh, you know, I've got to appreciate the band and everything. And, uh, so yeah, this is cool. It's a, it's nice to look back. Uh, it's when Jason Newstead was still in the band, right? Yeah. Like, I think that's his first record with the band. Uh, it's the process of that album is like, is like a legend among producers and uh, engineers and um, the writing and the recording of that record. So yeah, man, this is definitely a record that deserves its 30 year flowers as Kevin Hart would say. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. And like you said, Biffy, Weezer, all of these bands, Royal Blood, these are all bands that are on our top 50 of right now in rock. So it's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting to keep keep uh, looking at the past and uh, showing it to new generations of rock fans. You know? Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, Weezer is going to do Enter Sandman, uh, which makes sense because they, they've had metal ties for many years. River started out as a metal guy. Um, there's a song, I think it might be one more hit on the Van Weezer record that's very Enter Sandman-ish. Uh, Royal Blood's doing Sad But True. Uh, Biffy Clyro, Corey Taylor, and Pup are all doing Holier Than Thou. Uh, so there are some repeats yeah. happening because this, uh, there are 53 artists. Uh, Volbeat's doing Don't Tread on Me, uh, which is cool as well. So uh, there's there's a lot more uh, on this list of artists that are, are going to be on the blacklist. But thinking about the yeah the black album itself, it's still this just the seminal and rock and metal uh, album 30 years later. And I know a lot of hardcore Metallica fans would be like, no, that's when they sold out. That's when they jumped the shark. Uh, you know, when, when you think about, you know, we want master of puppets, we want ride the lightning. We don't want uh, the black album, but even though it is mainstream, you can't deny, you know, it sold 30 million copies. You can't deny the impact that the album has had on rock music over the last 30 years. And like, yeah, like you, I'm not a huge, uh, huge Metallica fan. I enjoy me some Metallica from time to time. Yeah. I can still dig some Enter Sandman. I can still dig some sad, but true. Uh, but I'm not going to dig too deep into anything Metallica. I'm not a huge fan, but uh, I think it's really cool that they're they're doing something where they're honoring the original album with a remaster, but then doing something new by bringing all these artists in who have these different interpretations of their songs. And not all this, the artists on this thing are rock artists. We'll see. There's Miley Cyrus on this thing, as well as some other pop artists as well. So it's uh, exciting to hear that they're going to be doing all these different interpretations of these songs. And it's it's funny you mentioned like we aren't of the generation. Uh, that was, you know, that had to love Metallica. It's funny because, like, I have an older sister 
Uh, and when she was into music in the early 90s, that's kind of what I got into. So she was a little bit older than me and she had Metallica, the Black Album. So I remember being in her room and putting on that CD and listening to Enter Sandman and Sad But True and uh, Nothing Else Matters and all those hits and just being like, oh, this is great, you know. Metallica is Metallica's awesome. You know, there's other bands she listened to like Nirvana yeah. and uh, the Pumpkins, Alice in Chains, uh, Soundgarden, that kind of stuff. But I do remember... Uh, listening to the black album quite a bit and this blacklist thing is uh is super cool i'm not gonna i don't think be able to buy the whole set but uh, i might i might shell out to buy this blacklist thing it sounds pretty cool yeah it's gonna be it's really cool man if you're a, if you're a fan i'm sure it's gonna be amazing like they don't uh, cheap out they treat their fans right you know if anybody in rock is uh doing the the fan treatment with the fan ex- access and all that it's metallica like that's a that's an organization right there. So yeah, yeah it's very exciting. Very exciting. I can't wait to, uh, to hear uh, the Biffy and the Royal Bloods and the, you know, and the Weezer stuff to see what they, how they view those songs. Cause you know, I'm, you can, you can attest to this. I'm a, I'm a big advocate of bands doing songs their way. Right. You know, we've played in yeah. cover bands all, all like all, forever. And I'm, I'm always pushing like, let's not be a tribute band let's let's push it like let's let's do how we hear it you know and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't (laughs) but uh when it works it really works and if you're a good band it really helps glue songs together you know what i said for sure yeah so we're looking forward to this uh this new blacklist album 30th anniversary of the black album from uh from metallica have you seen actually have you seen on youtube any of the stuff they did in studio on the howard stern show yeah i have i i uh yeah i've all those Howard Stern clips are amazing. Man. The sound on them is great. Like the ST, there's some Stone Temple Pilots STP stuff. stuff. Yeah. So Super good, cool. man. Yeah. 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 I have seen them. They, in like the Metallica, they have like a full setup. Like, I know. They have like huge amps. And I'm like, it's what crazy. the fuck is happening? But the sound is yeah. so crisp and so contained. Yeah. And so yeah, well mixed. Good. And everything is so, so well put together when they do those sessions. It's crazy that. You know Howard Stern, obviously, is you know high, you know high profile guy. It's on Sirius XM, but for them to have the best live in studio sound, it's so hard to, to get that sound right. Sure. You look at episodes of SNL or any radio program or anything like late that, night, live program, yeah. late night show. Uh, yeah. It's very hard to get the right sound, um, and they do it so well on Howard Stern. So I would recommend anybody check out. You know, if you want to look up some videos on YouTube and fall down a little bit of a youtube rabbit hole check out some there's Howard stern stuff yeah there's lots man i i think there's some van halen stuff too oh, yeah. there's like uh yeah there's some aussie stuff too like there's all sorts of cool stuff if you're if you're a fan of rock um howard stern definitely uh, caters to your uh, palate yeah foo fighters stuff there's some good acoustic stuff oh, yeah. in the late 90s uh and like through the years too like i just watched a thing with stp where it was like i think it was the uh Howard was remembering Scott Weiland, right? Yeah. So it showed like all the appearances through the years. Mm-hmm. And it's like he's been on like 15 times doing like acoustic things or solo things. So you can, yeah, you can definitely fall into a Howard Stern YouTube hole quick yeah. watching <laughs> uh, legendary performances by rock stars. Highly recommended. Do it now. Do it now. Do it. Howard Stern. All right. That's our headliner topic for this week's Rock Squad podcast. We're going to wrap things up, but first, We have to get to our tracks of the week. As we mentioned earlier on in the show, you can head over to Spotify and you can check out our Rock Squad Tracks of the Week playlist where we we gather all these tracks up for you, all our recommendations so you can rock accordingly. There's 
like 30 songs, 30 plus songs in that playlist Great. now, because this is episode 14 of the show. So there's a lot of stuff in there to check out. Uh, my recommendations for this week, uh, a song by Rise Against from their new album called Nowhere Generation. There's a rock album review on the channel right now if you want to check that out. There's a really good song called Sudden Urge on this uh, this record. It's, it's solid. I haven't listened to a ton of Rise Against, but I really like this, uh, this new album. And then my other recommendation would be the new single from Danko Jones. Uh, called oh, Saturday. Cool. The record Power nice. Trio comes out on August 27th. Um, I'm really digging the new Danko Jones. This new song's pretty cool. So those are my tracks of the week. Dave, what do you got? Well, I, you know, it's summertime. I've been hanging out in the backyard a lot. We've been talking about summertime playlists. And my list keeps growing. So uh, I was doing some deck work today and I had Incubus on. Nice. Which, uh, Incubus is a great summertime band. And uh, I, I was really digging uh, Morning View. And I, I had the song Circles on full blast today. That's, that's a great that's song. A great rocker. It's a great summertime song. Great band. Um, Incubus is a band we don't talk enough about. I'm sure we will um, if they have something pop up. And uh, the other the other band, that, or the other song I'm going to pick is, uh, is the song Lame by The Beaches. Um, the Beaches nice. are a fantastic uh, band from Toronto. They, they write crazy good uh pop rock songs uh very entertaining great live band mm-hmm. uh yeah the beach we saw lame. them at what the fest we watched them side stage at what the fest we played the uh we played the small stage they played the, the main stage and we yeah. watched them play and they were so good so, so good fantastic so good. yeah i interviewed yeah, them yeah, at the radio station a bunch of years ago too yeah yeah they're they're awesome i think they're an underrated band in our country and uh people should uh, check them out uh I, you know they do get they do get their kudos here and there but um, you can never get enough when you're an artist in Canada. So um, like you, like with you, with Danko, I'm definitely saying the beach is lame. Um, yeah, man, that's, that's my pick pick for the week. Um, nice. If you want to, if you want to connect with us, me and Nick play in a band fools union, foolsunion.com. Come over, say hi, there's music, there's merchandise. There's everything you need to know about our musical career. Also rock squad pod, Instagram, Twitter, Red Coast Records, Facebook, Twitter, the walking any, Nick. Instagram, The Walking Nick, yeah. everything. Like this video, subscribe to the channel. Nick, did I forget anything? Uh, no, I think that's it. No? Awesome. Well, then, Nick, rock on. Rock on, Dave. We'll see everybody next week. Uh-huh.